Springfield City Treasurer Misty Busher announced that she will challenge incumbent mayor Jim Langfelder in the spring of 2023. Misty Busher is live in studio with us this afternoon, and congratulations on the announcement, and thanks so much for being here. Thank you, Jim. Thank you for having me, and I hope you're having a great day. Well, I, I am, and uh, I appreciate you taking the time, because I'm sure there's a lot of folks who want to talk to you, want to hear from you, and uh, uh, the first question I'm sure on their mind is, why are you running? Why do you want to be mayor of Springfield? That is a great question that most people are asking. Uh, I originally got into politics in 2015 to give back to my community in another way. I used to do a lot of philanthropy. I find I have less time for that now that I'm elected. But that was part of why I ran for office, to give back in another way as a public servant. And eight years in the treasurer's office, I have spent watching city government operate. And I just feel I would offer a different kind of leadership for the municipality and to work with the aldermen in a different form of leadership. Uh, I want you to elaborate on that. But but first, let's talk about your time as city treasurer. What is your time in that office? Tell us about the job you would do as mayor? So as city treasurer, I have increased revenues dramatically. I have decreased costs in the office, and I have also decreased the number of uh, people who work in there. So we have less expenses that way. I would do the same with the city finances. I am, as far as finances go, very conservative. So I would look at the city finances the exact same way. Um, I question spending, and there are things that we are currently doing that I would probably do differently had I been the mayor. So. What, what do you mean when you say you've increased revenues? Explain so when that. I took office, the fiscal year that we were in, when I took office, the revenue for the treasurer's office was right at about $200,000. And at its highest, um, during my last eight years, it was about $2.2 million. And at its lowest, which was during COVID last year, clearly, it was about 600000 So it's even triple what it was before, even during the bad times of COVID. How, how did you pull that off? How did you get it from 200000 to above $2 million? Took an analysis of how much the city was spending on expenses and bank fees and how they were making their payments, which they were wiring a lot of their payments, which are $20 a piece just for a wire transfer. Put all that into an ACH transaction, which is about four cents a piece, so it made a huge difference. And then um, started working with our local banks on trying to get other fees waived completely and then a better rate of return as well on the dollars. So it was a combination of rate of return and lowered costs. What do you see as the major issues facing the city as we head into a citywide election next year? They are vast. I hate to say that. Um, but the ash ponds at City Water Light and Power are a big issue it's for us to keep an eye on. The quality of our water, because we're using less water with only one power plant, um, is an issue. The um, We have a couple of units standing at City Water Light and Power that are going to have to be taken down someday or we're going to repeat Pillsbury all over again, so we've got to watch that. Uh, our streets, our infrastructure of our streets, I think, are an issue. Our sewers are an issue. Um, and that doesn't even touch, you know, the things that taxpayers complain about. I don't feel safe. Uh, I got an email today from someone who lives in Enos Park that's tired of seeing gun casings in our driveway. How can we stop this? Um, things like that. So there, the, the issues are vast in our municipality. And I don't want to paint a bleak picture because I love Springfield. It's a beautiful place. But I do think that we have to keep our eye on the ball in order to not get behind. Talking with Misty Busher, a candidate for mayor of Springfield. And I want to come back and touch on, on a couple of those issues in a little bit more detail in a moment. I know you've also talked about uh, communication. Mm -hmm. And uh, the and we've heard complaints from some of the aldermen. They don't feel like they're really being kept in the loop. You've also said you don't think that uh, necessarily uh, taxpayers, residents of Springfield, uh, are getting the level of communication from the city that you feel 
feel they should. What would you do differently? How would you improve that? I feel like, first of all, for the taxpayers, we do not have a best our best presence online. The taxpayers should be able to go to our website and get more data and not have to call into the office or search to find things. Uh, for instance, when my husband and I were to remodel something in our house, I just went online to look for what permits we should pull, and it's not clear. I went up to Public Works and talked to someone, but the taxpayers should have a clear way of doing that. And if you go to other municipalities, such as the city of Peoria, it is much clearer on their site, so we could do a better job there with our taxpayers. Um, as far as our aldermen go, I feel when our aldermen are at a committee of the whole meeting or a council meeting, because every Tuesday we're up there, they're on a fact-finding mission almost to find out about ordinances. And I feel that's unfair to the taxpayers because the taxpayers elect that alderman to be the decision-making body for their specific area. And they should have the information they need to make a vote versus being a fact-finding mission up on Tuesday night. Uh, given the, the promise of more uh, information, more involvement on the part of aldermen, are, are you getting any public support from any members of the city council right now? Is anybody uh, lining up in your corner at this point? Uh, when I made my announcement on Friday night, it was just a friends and family type party at Boondocks. And standing beside me on the stage was Alderman Chuck Redpath, Alderwoman Kristen DeCenso, Alderwoman Aaron Conley, and then Alderman Ralph Hanauer would have been there, but his son was in a 7-7 seven and seven on tournament in Kentucky, so he was there. Um, but yes, I have, uh, we are, as you know, at the city of Springfield, nonpartisan, and I govern that way, have as a treasurer for the past eight years, and I would govern that way as a mayor as well. Along those lines, though, there was a little bit of controversy back in the last campaign when it came to light that you had expressed support for, for Donald Trump uh, as president. Uh, and I know you have uh, said you're not necessarily a, a full-on Trumper, but, uh, you know, in an, even though it's nonpartisan, people still are looking at that sort of thing. So what's your, what's your take on Donald Trump these days? So during that time at that election, the very first election when he ran for office, uh, Bernie Schoenberg asked me in an um, interview who I voted for, and I guess I found out later from people who have been in the political circle for a long time, because I am I was very green at this. I had never been in politics before. I answered the question, and they were like, you should have never done that. But I did, and I, vote, I said I voted for Donald Trump, and he said, why did you vote for him over Hillary Clinton? And I said, I spent my entire background in finance, and I'm fiscally conservative, and I would assume that most bankers I knew also voted for him. It was a fiscal vote. It wasn't a public policy vote on, like, I, I'm supporter of the Phoenix Center, the LGBTQ community he was not good to those people. At the time that he was being elected, I didn't know he would be bad to that group of people. But um, So it was just a fiscal vote. It was not anything but that. I didn't give him any money. I didn't put a sign in my yard or anything like that. Uh, it's not necessarily an issue that would come up uh, for a Springfield mayor, but it could potentially in zoning and other things. Your thoughts on uh, issues like pro-life versus pro-choice and uh, making sure there's uh, access to abortion services in Springfield. Is that something you support? You know, um, as mayor, I obviously would have no say-so in that. I feel as Other than, again, in, you know, zoning and sorts of things right. that could come up for, for the city there. I feel as a society, we fail a little bit at offering help and support to unwed mothers. Statistically, if you look, um, the number of people who get abortions a lot of times are minorities. So I feel like, first of all, I'm not anti-abortion, but I feel like we we are dropping the ball as a society helping people who maybe would have a child if they just had financial help or help getting a good job and, and support with daycare. So I think that as a society, we need to change how we look at things. I really do. I value human life. Uh, my parents 
were 18 years old and in high school when they got pregnant with me, Jim. You know, I could have easily been aborted. They were not married. They were seniors in high school. Um, but they had me, thank goodness, because you're here talking to me now. Um, and I was able to have beautiful children from that and beautiful grandchildren from that. So how sad is it if someone chooses to have an abortion because they can't figure out how to pay for a child? Similarly, on a couple of other social issues, uh, we've uh, had the, the rise of legalized marijuana, and we have marijuana dispensaries here in Springfield. Also gambling, and we talk mm-hmm. periodically about uh, even potentially more of that. How do you feel on those issues? Should Springfield welcome uh, the marijuana business? Should we welcome a, a sports betting parlor here? So I think marijuana, in my personal opinion, will be legal across the whole country eventually. Will be Ill- illegal? Legal. Will be legal yeah. across. Okay. I-, I see it such as prohibition. Like eventually yeah. alcohol became everywhere. I do believe that's how cannabis will be. Um, and I say that because I have a child who lives in California. It's there. You know, there are a lot of places you can get it. So I personally believe it's just something that's going to happen. Um, as far as gambling, I'm not anti-gaming, anti-gambling. I just think we need to make sure we offer services for those people who have addiction so they can get help if that's the case. Talking with Misty Busher, candidate for mayor here in Springfield, you mentioned as a couple of the key issues, things related to city water, light, and power, such as the mm-hmm. ash ponds. And right now we're uh, under a looming deadline from the U.S. EPA that could really have a dramatic impact on utility operations. Plus, uh, as you noted, the a couple of generators that are shut down and are sort of sitting there idle right now. You've identified them accurately as problems. Any thoughts on what we do to address those? So I think we're in a holding pattern until we hear from the EPA on the ash ponds. There's really not a lot anyone, Mayor Langfelder, uh, Chief Utility Engineer Doug Brown, anyone can do about that until we we hear back from the US EPA. So that we're in a a stalemate for lack of better words. As far as the units, um, I do believe we should not ignore them. And when it is not detrimental to Unit 4, which is the one we are still operating. We should look at trying to take those down because I don't want to see another Pillsbury happen, and I certainly don't want it to be a property the city owns that is allowing that to happen. When you talk about uh, people feeling safe, uh, and even though uh, my recollection was from a presentation from the chief a few months back, violent crime was actually down a little bit last year uh, citywide, but obviously in some parts of town huge problems with pop-up parties, drive-by shootings, so on and so Mm -hmm. forth. How, How do we go about restoring that sense of safety in the community? Well, I know that we are having issues recruiting police officers, and because of that, we have our police officers on 12-hour shifts. So I think we need to address the number of police officers we have on the streets and the hours of the shifts, um, because I think that if we have a larger police presence, you can control some of that. But, of course, it's the recruiting and then the hours. Um, I'm not a fan of our 12-hour shifts. I will say that publicly. I was a bank teller when I first got into the bank at 18 years of age going to school here in town. If you ask me to work 12 hours, you know, you're seeing double with numbers and whatnot. Can you even imagine the stress a police officer is under working that many hours? Should we pay cops more in Springfield? Um, you know, I've never, I have not had the opportunity yet to compare our salaries to others. If we're below, then I would say yes, for sure. Uh, also, economic development, and in particular downtown. Uh, thoughts on what we do to make Springfield a more attractive option, to make downtown a more viable location? So I am concerned about some of the um, upkeep of downtown and the vacant buildings and things like that. And I also believe that we need to keep pressing for that college campus presence. I believe that's going to be the best thing that would be a footprint for us in order to save downtown. A lot more we could be talking about, but uh, we have a lot more uh, time to do that in the months ahead. In the meantime, one other burning question, because I just saw a video over the weekend of Jim Langfelder once again out at a karaoke event singing Born to be Wild. What's your go-to karaoke song? 
if you hear me sing, you're going to put your fingers in your ears. <laughs> and recognizing in, that is half the problem. In so my that- mind, in my mind, I sound like Melanie Dennison <laughs> of Three's Company. And when she sings, I'm like, ooh, that's what I sound like. And then words come out, and I do not sound like her. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, again, recognizing where you are in that spectrum is, is, is a, good, a good thing. Yes. <laughs> How do people learn more about your candidacy? Uh, so we're going to launch a website soon. We're just working on the details of that. And they can learn about it by emailing us at mistyforspringfield at gmail.com. And it's F-O-R, like the word. Uh, so M-I-S-T-Y-F-O-R, springfield.com. I'm sorry, that will be the website. The email address, if they want to email now, is mistyformayor at gmail.com. M- Misty and- for Mayor or Misty for Springfield? I, you are, you are right. It's Misty for Springfield. Springfield yes, at Jim, gmail, you are correct. At gmail.com. No, gmail. And then the website, once it's up and running, will be Misty for Springfield.com. And so. actually, one one last, last question. Uh, the last two mayors, including the incumbent, have uh, appeared on this program monthly for a full hour, once a month. Would you commit to doing the same thing if you're elected mayor? I would absolutely do that.